Hi, and welcome to From the City to the Country podcast. My name is James, and together with my co-host Victor, we are going to discuss various topics from the news to raising a family. We hope to bring you our unique opinion and experience in life, giving you someone you can relate to, and maybe even learn a thing or two. We both have lived in the city our entire lives, and my family decided we would move to the country, or at least the South, as I now reside in South Carolina, and Victor in California. Now, as you can imagine, these are two entirely different worlds, so please enjoy the show as we dive in. Welcome to the show. We got uh, like three different topics, but they two of them, at least two of them, play into each other today, and one of them kind of goes along with the issues of government and what's happening right now. We talked about a little last week what's going on in schools, but first we're going to reach out. We want to stop and have a minute and talk about um, the Government Accountability Office had a report out and a um, new report from them, and DHS has a new department. So we want to go ahead and discuss those. The The first part is um, the Government Accountability Office report. There was a report that came out of the Government Accountability Office that said that there was political interference at the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and the ASPR, basically meaning that politicians corrupted the science that came out of those in de- those departments, or whatever you want to call them, that set COVID policy. Now, I know you know, Victor, this doesn't seem like a big surprise to us, but those of you that have not been, I guess, paying attention or might be on the other side of the spectrum, as far as politics go, you might be surprised to hear that that politicians were interfering with the science that was setting policy. I'm, I'm not surprised. No, not at all. Especially with COVID. You and I both know that once that pendulum swung the other way, it was going to be all... We talked about it on our previous podcast, too, where... You know, when, like you said, uh, before Trump was in office, everyone was like, no, don't take the vaccine. Trump made it. You're going to die, right? Pendulum swung the other way. And here's Biden. You need to take this. You're going to die. <laughs> Either way, you're going to die. So we, we, yeah, you and I both know that the, 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 the politics are always heavily influenced, especially when it comes to the CDC, because the reports have been coming out how many billions of dollars Pfizer and Moderna were getting. And then on top of that, boosters after booster after booster, forever, forever. Apparently COVID's never going away. You know, the article, well, it's not going to go away. And then that part I understand, right? I mean, it, it is going to probably be an annual-ish disease, but the, but the pandemic part of it seems to have subsided in the minds of most people. There are a few people out there, like there was an issue where um, it was a, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he basically came out and we talked about this where he said, oh, there's going to be violence against people that continue to wear masks. No, dude, there's only been violence against people that want their freedoms and chose not to wear a mask. Not, not surprising. And you continue to see that out there and you continue to see the, the just, you know, and it's funny because like you, you watch TikToks or you see videos and the, the sheer tone and anger coming out of people's mouths when it has to do with oh, you're taking away this policy. It's more so about the mass on transportation. That's where I saw a lot of videos of people being nasty about how oh, you're taking away this policy and now I got my my trip booked and, you know, but but just being rude. And it's like, wear your mask. I don't care. Just I don't have to wear mine. So so what, right? And here's where I think for me, I don't want to, I don't want to believe that my government is 
not doing the right thing. Do I believe it? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot out there right now that makes me think they're not doing the right thing. And you know what? It's not just one side of the aisle. There's plenty of Republicans out there doing the wrong thing. I I think we can get rid of 85 percent, maybe close to 90 percent of those in office right now at the federal level, the House, the Senate, all the cabinet positions. Maybe like 90 percent of those people can go and we could just elect new people and be in a much better shape. And we set term limits. And you fix pensions and things like that to where they're not working and thinking that, that they're basically set up for the rest of their life after getting in here because they shouldn't be. But part of that is to go on to talk about the, the new DHS department, which is the Disinformation Governance Board. Have you read 1984? Are you familiar with the Ministry of Truth? Because if you're not, you soon will be familiar with the Ministry of Truth. And, you know, I, so 1984, I didn't read 1984. I did 1984 as an audio which was actually super cool. And I listened to it. And, you know, for a while, I don't know, I probably listened to it 10 years ago. And for a while, I thought, oh, I don't know how that's going to happen. And lo and behold, it wasn't too long after after that that I had read, a, read an article that was talking about, you know, you can use Wi-Fi signal to visually see things. They can, they can see the waves that Wi-Fi puts out so they can see you moving in your house if they have the technology, right, to, to do that, which exists. That technology exists. So I thought, oh, that's crazy. And then it was like, man, you got, so have you, have you read 1984? Yeah, not you, a no. long time, but I. So one of the things about 1984, right, was that, you know, they get up and they have to do this morning, like, exercise routine in front of the TV and the TV can see them. And the TV can hear them. Well, 10 years ago, I was like, what? what? No. Okay. Now, obviously, like the t- all the TVs, they got, they got cameras on them. They got audio sounds in them. They got all this stuff, right? I mean, our computers have cameras on them. We got cameras. Our phones have cameras. There's cameras all over the place. You know, it's, it's crazy. And the fact that you can get into them super easy is just unbelievable. But you get 1984, yeah, okay, you have to report to the, yeah, and you have to report to the to the government what you're doing and Big Brother and all that. And but you get you had the Ministry of Truth in 1984, and their job was to make sure that you were getting their truth, and not the truth, but their truth, right? Because the part of the problem with the left right now and that idea of, um. Truth, right? To, to some people, truth isn't absolute, which I have a hard time fathering. Right is right and wrong is wrong regardless. And, you know, I was watching some videos and they were arguing about abortion. And the one lady was arguing about abortion and she was saying, well, you know, a life is life at conception. And the other lady was saying, it's not life. And she's like, no, you're wrong. 96% of scientists say that it's life after conception. What you're arguing is the value of that life. When does that life have value that you deem it worthy of being kept alive? And that's most arguments when it comes to abortion, right? But part of that has to do with, hey, this is my truth. And you, I've heard it from the, from the left side of this aisle. This is my truth. <laughs> Your truth is usually related to your feelings and emotions, not the truth. The truth, like, is always true. There's such things as absolute truth. And 
when you have a side that doesn't think there's such things as absolute truth, then they can tell their truth, meaning they can take this department and the, the lady that's head in this department is asinine, it sounds like, um, didn't believe the Hunter Biden laptop story, put out, you know, factually incorrect information on that. You know, she was involved in saying, oh, once you get the vaccine, you can't get COVID. Well, turns out she was wrong there. So the lady in charge of the, the, the disinformation government's board was herself putting out disinformation. But now she's in charge of telling us what's different information and what's not. Like, I'm sorry, disinformation is wildly subjective. There's been a lot of things that, that have been said. You can't say that because it doesn't, it's not true. Only to find out, guess what? It is true. So I, I don't trust the government one bit when it comes to trying to tell me what the truth is right now. No, no, not, not, I agree. Not one bit, especially when the government has to come up with their own department to tell you this is true, not that. So why or where is the media in all this? Where do they stand? Well, the big problem is right? that so, the, the government wants to con wants to be able to control their way of, of getting your information the information to you is by controlling the flow of information. They controlled Twitter. They no longer do. They're, one of the main ways that information got out to the public was via Twitter. And they controlled it. And they silenced those that disagreed with them. And they silenced those that had differing opinions. And now they can't. So they have no choice but to now come up with another way of controlling the information. Obviously, they control the mainstream media pretty well. I mean, it's, it's again, if you're if you don't think that the mainstream media isn't in pocket for the Democrats, you're just blind. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely blind if you think that the media is in any way not in pocket with the Democrats. They always pay, put them in favorable light. They never hardly say anything bad about them. Meanwhile, Republicans are the end of the frigging world and the end of democracy as we know it. And yet. We still have a population out here that seems to think that CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC and all these news stations, with the exception of Fox News, is the only one that is right-leaning. And even then, I'd say they're barely towing the line to get on the side of right side of center most of the time. That they're not in pocket for the Democrats 100% of the time. They're always running interference for them. So there, there's one form of disinformation right there. Yeah, if, I mean, yeah, cut and dry. Simply, like, I mean, when you're growing up, you're taught, you're taught there's multiple kinds of lying. There's flat out not telling the truth. And there's omitting the truth, right? So you can say, hey, I know the truth, but I'm not going to tell that part of, the, part of the story. And that's exactly what the mainstream media does. If they want to keep their hands a little cleaner, they can just say, well, we didn't actually investigate it because we didn't think it was relevant. And that's just a, that's a facade. They knew it was relevant, but hey, at least you can say, it's one of those things, say, if you don't tell me about it, then I don't know. When they ask, I can say, I don't know. That's all that is. So this disinformation board is going to be a very interesting, I hope, I hope and pray that when the Republic, Republicans get a hold of the presidency again, they wipe that out right away. Along with a lot of other stuff, because geez. Yeah, I mean, we've got some other issues as far as, IRS overreach and, and things like that, right? I understand yeah, they need it, to pay taxes. It, it, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, don't remind me of taxes. But anyway, uh, the, the the whole thing with this misinformation, right? But it it's like the misinformation 
that fits. I think we talked about it on our last one, right? Or a few podcasts ago about giving you information when it benefits a particular party, right? So, like, if the government has to have this department to tell us, hey, be sure or know this, know this part of it. This is going to be for real or this is not for real. But shouldn't the government not be allowed to tell us what to do? Just like with a mandate, like, hey, go ahead and get this vaccine. You know, the government's supposed to be there to protect our rights. Right. Not step all over them. But my problem is, like, I would love to be able to know the truth so that I can do the best for my family that I need to. The problem is, unfortunately, with the Democrats in power and this idea coming up, I mean, almost anything I hear from this board, I'd automatically be like, oh, well, okay, that's obviously not the truth. Like, that's that's how bad I feel about their their what they want to do is I don't feel like they want to actually give us the truth. They want to give us their agenda, their whatever it is, their goal is to keep them in power. And now I look at every time that they say something as that, as that moniker, I don't look at it and say, Oh yeah, they're, they're actually trying to help me make an informed decision. No, they're just trying to help me say, Oh, the the Republicans are evil and we need to, you know, get rid of them. That's all they're doing. So every time the disinformation board comes out with something, I'm going to be like, well, now I know the truth. Right. If the disinformation board comes out, like there's a greater than likely chance that the opposite of what they say is actually true. How, how sad is that? And I don't want to have to navigate those waters. That's that's just sucks. Like, why yeah. do we got to play this game on top of? Yeah. On top of everything else that we have to navigate through. Right. It's like just add one more nail to the coffin. And it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that it, like. People go, oh, yeah, you're a Trumper, or you're a conservative or Republican or right wing, whatever they want to say. But you know what? The man, the vaccine was made under Trump. I still didn't want it. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, just because just because I voted for Trump or just because I vote for Republicans or I'm conservative, like, it doesn't mean I'm going to do everything that they say. Like, I, I one of the churches we went to out there in Southern California, they vote your values. Vote your values. If you value if you value life, liberty, freedom, conservative ideas, then you tend to vote for conservatives. Now, if I, there was a Republican and a Democrat running, and that Democrat was pro life, pro Second Amendment, pro freedom, and that Republican was like, "Oh no, I think we should limit your guns," and I think we should, then I'm obviously going to vote the other way. I'm not voting for a party. I'm voting for my values. And if the guy that's running mimics my values, and that's who I'm voting for, I don't care what party he's in. I care how they're going to vote when they get there. Now, the other problem is I know that a lot of politicians and to me, it seems more so on the left, but maybe I'm just, you know, seeing things, but more so on the left that they say, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And then they get in there and do whatever the hell they want. And nothing pisses me off faster than someone telling me, yeah, we're going to do this and not. And that's where I see Beto down in Texas, right? Oh, we're going to take your guns. We're hell yeah, we're going to take your AKs and your AR-15s, right? And that's what he said. Oh, no. And then he comes back on. No, no, I don't want to take your guns. That's not what we're going to do. Dude, I know what you're going to do when you get in there. You just you just flat out lied to everybody. You're going to do what you want. You're going to vote for gun restrictions. You're going to you're going to try and pass gun restrictions left and right. It's stupid. And that bothers me. That really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the same thing with, like, the AOC in Florida, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. All my constituents should be on lockdown, but I'm going to go to Florida and not wear a mask when I go out. But you're going to die if you don't wear one, but I can do it. 
there is a, a thing I think on uh, Twitter that she sent out something about uh, Elon buying, uh, and she's like, "Oh, how? Let me. I guess if I can find it." But it, at the end of it, Elon comes up and says, "Can you stop please hitting her?" Please yeah, because yeah, she that. she thought that everybody that's <laughs> criticizing her was hitting on her, sexually yeah, attracted to her, and it's like, I mean, it's one of those things. So like, people are can be attractive in multiple ways, right? And some people are attractive, and then they open their mouth. And some people are not attractive, and then they open their mouth. Right? I mean, that, that, that's one of those things that I'm like, physically, is she pretty? Yes. Is she attractive? Not to me. I, I can't get along with the values. I can't get along with any of that. It's so character, right? Like- that to me is, is unattractive. Yeah, character character matters. You know, you know, I'm glad character matters. It seems to matter more to women than it does to guys. So, hey, good for me because I don't always feel like I'm the best looking dude out there. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. But, you know, I try to at least have good character and good qualities that, that matter. Because at the end of the day, your looks don't matter as much as your character or your quality. The quality of a person, but how you treat others. And that's where, like, I'm absolutely flabbergasted at because I think that the best way to run this country is to not spend a ton of money on things that we don't actually need and that people should take self-responsibility for themselves. But somehow, because I believe that, I'm labeled a racist. Can someone make it make sense? Make it make sense. I ask for you to take responsibility for yourself like I'm doing for myself. I'm setting up for my future the things that I need so that I can take care of them. Make it make sense. Why should I be responsible for setting up somebody else's future because they chose not to? Now, I do see things out there. there I mean, there's some, there are some things going wrong out there right now. And, you know, corporations are one of them. Corporations aren't run the way they used to. Corporations are like solely run to make a profit and they don't care about the workforce. You're just another number. They run you into the ground and they pretend to care. Yeah, I mean- it's all of it, it. For most cases, it's the yeah, facade. Isn't most lately it seems like corporations are taking over? Well, but see, though, here's the difference, though. And yes, absolutely. You're 100% right. There are a lot of corporations out there that are buying a lot of stuff, so they have a lot of power. But here's the thing, right? People should blame capitalism. And I don't think it's capitalism that's the problem. It's corrupt capitalism that's the problem. Because capitalism, when it's run on morals, which we seem to push out of schools these days, But if you run your corporation based on good standing morals about how you treat people and how you should run your business, then you know what we don't do is we don't pay the guy that deserves 20 bucks an hour, eight bucks an hour and working 45 hours a week and tell him we're not going to pay you for those five because, well, you came in early and you were supposed to be off the clock at this time. But we're going to say, hey, you're working with the customer and you need to stay, but I'm not paying you overtime. That's those are absolutely shitty morals. The corporation that's doing that is completely morally bankrupt. And I see with TikTok and with Instagram, there's so much opportunity to see employees coming out and saying, my employer's doing this. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you mentally that you think it's okay to say that you're working with the customer and you can't leave, but I'm not paying you? Who, what the hell kind of audacity do you have to do that to somebody? And, you know, on the flip side, you have corporations that are starting to want their employees to come back to the office. Their employees don't want to come back. 
They learn they can do the job from home. They know they can do the job from home. They know they can do it well. There's no need to come back. It's a control thing for the employer to demand that you come back. And there's lots of them out there that are like, no. And so people are having trouble hiring people because they want them to come to the office. And they're like, no, I'm going to find a job that lets me work from home. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing that lately since I've been on the job hunt. You know, but it, I've been seeing that a lot lately. And you know, They better get on board. With, they better get on board. Because people are going to find other ways to make money. Yeah. I mean, look at how look at a source of income that would never have been thought about is sitting there playing video games and letting someone mm-hmm. watch you play. It's a crazy source of income. To yeah, me. you you, uh, making... you brought up a good point when uh, I think we were talking about it last time when we were like uh, somebody mentioned uh, you, their kid or somebody was watching somebody play video games and that person was like, how boring is that? You're watching somebody play a video game. And that person turned around and said, well, you watch a football game. They're playing a game. Yeah. And You know, the, the guy I watch in the morning, because I do, I watch Twitch. I watch YouTube. I don't watch as much YouTube as I do Twitch. I like Twitch for some reason. But the guy I watch in the mornings, is he the best player? No, but he's pretty good. But you know what he is? He's real and entertaining. He, he You can tell it's totally him. He's not putting on a fake facade. Hey, you know what? Dr. Disrespect, that's cool. And sometimes I watch Dr. Disrespect, but Dr. Disrespect puts on an act. He puts on a fake, he puts on a fake wig, he puts on some glasses, he puts on the same get up every day, and he puts on a show, a legitimate show. And you know what? He's a damn good entertainer. And he deserves everything he has. He put it together. He does a great job at it. That's not what I want when I watch someone stream. I like the guy that's just being real, sitting in his house and he's playing games and he's talking and he's talking about real stuff. That's what I like. But you know what? There's thousands and thousands of people that clearly like what Dr. Disrespect is. And there's clearly thousands and tens of thousands of people really that like what he does. And there's tens of thousands of people that like what Tim the Tapman does. And tens of thousands of people like what Nick Merckx does. That, that's a crazy source of income. These guys make millions. They're not just paying enough, getting enough to pay the bills. They're getting enough to buy gobs of cars and yachts and all this fun stuff, right? And it's crazy. The one guy that I watch, this is a little off topic, but the one guy that I watch, I watched some guy drop what was it? He dropped, uh, I want to say it was like $10,000 on the man's stream. What? Yeah. In, a, in like less than 20 minutes, the guy spent like 15 grand. My goodness. Paid the man, like, paid the man like five grand because he gets half of what of, of the subs that come in. They get 50%. And I did the math. And I was like, that guy just dropped $10,000. Now the guy must be extra wealthy. I'm like, shoot, I wish I had that kind of money laying around that I could bless somebody's day like that. Like, man, yeah, good for that guy. But that guy sitting there who streams to like a thousand people just got $5,000 put in his pocket. It's craziness. It's craziness. Well, well, so back on topic, though, we were talking about issues with um, government. And I mean, that, obviously that plays into it. Like employment plays into it because the government does meddle in things outside of what they're supposed to and so but you go back to issues with the government and we're talking about schooling last week and grooming in schools well, yeah, and it you know falls I, along the same line right because the government pays each school for having butts in the seats but with this whole pandemic i mean it's hard for schools to keep kids in that's one of the issues that we're a lot of districts out here are having is is hey you don't have to go to the school to learn. A lot of people yeah. are doing it from home with other parents 
who homeschool and they're making little co-ops and they're doing they're they're thriving that's because and you the know government's like whoa 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 where are all the kids they don't have to go and you know there's other alternatives to giving the kids an education you know, and their whole thing is like well they need to be socialized it's social guess what there's tons of other families doing the exact same thing and those families get together and they socialize and they learn and they teach and you know so it's it's another different opportunity not just like here's the schedule here it is get ready go boom right but then again you have that single income coming in which is it plays a huge part well not only that schools and i saw this someone asked the question what's the purpose of school yeah what's the purpose of school if i'm the user end and I'm sending my kids to a school. What's the purpose of that school? To quote unquote learn, right? Right. So, but if I'm the provider end, now my question becomes, what's the purpose of my school? They might not be the same goal, right? If I'm the user end, I want you to teach math, reading, writing, the basic skills of, of understanding. But if I'm on the provider end and I think am in charge of writing the curriculum, but maybe I do want to teach you that there's 79,000 genders out there and you can pick and choose your own. Maybe I do want to teach you that big government is a good idea. Maybe I do want to teach you that, you know, the people in government know all and are smarter than your parents and you shouldn't listen to your parents. You should listen to us. Maybe, I, maybe that's what I want to teach. But, I mean, our schools are kind of doing that, right? Uh, it's sad to lot, say, but our schools are doing it. Now, yeah. now, here where I'm at, it seems to be pretty good. They seem to teach reading, writing, the more conservative values. Um, so I like that. But what I, what I don't like is I don't like the leader of this country getting on the TV and telling parents, and this is our last point kind of that we wanted to talk about, right, was that the leader of our country gets on TV and tells teachers that the children are yours while they're in the classroom and no one else's. Those are your children. They're all our children. And so therefore implying that you should teach them what you want to teach them while they're in your classroom. And the parent doesn't have a say while they're in your classroom. Negative. Hell no. Hell no. That is my kid. I will raise them with my values and I will teach them right from wrong and I will teach them to be respectable and I will teach them to be self go like self sustaining individuals so that they can be good, productive members of society when they grow up. And you know what? To do that, they don't need to believe that there's 79 plus genders out there or, or that, they, you know, those things are right or wrong. And they don't need that taught from you. You know, a part of the reason I chose to send my kids to public school and not private school is because I do believe that. The real world is rough and they need exposed to it. And if they don't get exposed to it, one day they're going to get culture shocked coming into the real world. And that culture shock could come in the way of understanding how people want people treat each other because people don't treat each other. Private school, like, yeah, okay, as your young private school seems to be really soft. Most people treat each other really nice. But as you get older, private school can get a little nasty too, right? I mean, people are still people. But public school, even at a young age, man, not all those kids are nice. Their parents don't give a crap. They don't give a crap how their kids act. They don't give a crap how their kids talk. They don't care if their kids are mean to other people. I do. I'm not going to let my kid be a doormat. But my kid's going to be respectable. 
Now, if you want to push them around, then we're going to talk about how that's get, how that gets handled. But, you know, for the most part, I want them to show respect to everybody. You respect your teachers. You respect the other students you walk around with. You treat everybody the same. I don't care what color they are. I don't care where they came from. Until somebody shows you that they don't want to treat you in a fair and nice manner, you treat them fair and nice. Now, if somebody shows you that they want to be mean to you and nasty to you, don't associate with that person. Walk away. Now, if they want to keep pushing buttons, we might push buttons back. But, yeah, walk away. Don't don't hang out with them at recess. Don't talk to them. You know, if you get in a group with them, do what you got to do to get your grade and leave them alone. It's plain and simple. The unfortunate thing I had to explain to my son is, look, dude, like, not everybody's going to like you. And there's always going to be people that act like that at every age. You're going to get into a work environment in an office, work environment at a job, and there's going to be some guy who thinks it's funny to talk crap and make fun of people. Like the oldest immature toddler that you have, right? Like you get these guys, they're in their 30s and their 40s, and they think for some reason, because you like a certain thing or they don't like a certain thing, that that's grounds to say, oh, you're a loser. Dude, like that brings no value to anybody brings absolutely zero value because you like something and I don't and I don't I like something I don't like something that you do like, I don't give a I don't I don't care I don't give a shit like that's my attitude like what you like now if you want to say hey I like this and give me some reasons behind why you like it and say I might want to try it and you do that in a nice way you know what maybe I will try it and maybe I will like it based on you if you know your perspective looking at it could be different than mine but at this age, you know, Xavier's got some kids and I don't know if they're, I guess they're in his class, but like he doesn't watch certain TV shows or he doesn't, he doesn't watch the, the quote unquote right YouTuber. And they're like, oh, your childhood must suck. Excuse me? Like, who are you to decide how happy someone is or isn't and try and convince them that they should be unhappy because they don't do the same things you do? I so go, yeah, uh, preach, preach, my friend, because I, I go through the same thing right now because uh, all the other kids are starting to play bigger and better video games. And like I said, I just started letting you could play Fortnite a couple months ago. And to them, to these kids, they're like, you're weird. I, I don't get it. I don't. I'm like, dude, there's an age limit to things. I'm a Christian father. I don't want my son playing certain things. I don't let him watch certain things. Okay, there's stuff that I'll preview and I'll kind of skin and watch and say, okay, you're good to that. But I'm not going to let my 11-year-old sit there and watch Saw 3. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. But I mean, even you know then, I mean? it's like, I'm, here's, the, here's the thing too. Like, we're both Christian fathers and we both have differing opinions. And it doesn't mean one of them's wrong. Do I let my son play Call of Duty? I do. Do I let him play Fortnite? Sure, he's played Call of Duty and Fortnite for two years now. Do you have to make that same decision? No, you don't. Does Should my kid make fun of your kid for not? No, he shouldn't. And if he does, I'm, I'm going to show him why he shouldn't. That's my job as an adult. You don't wreck someone else's happiness. If someone's happy, let them be happy. Be, be positive and encouraging for them. Oh, man, I'm glad you finally started playing that game. It was cool. I don't play it anymore, but it was cool when I played it. That's how we treat people. We don't, we don't put people down because they're not playing the same game we're playing right now. And for some reason, even adults think this is how we act. Yeah. Now and it's not just video games though. It, it's no. it's a lot. Ethan's at the age where it's the clothes, the clothes. Yeah. Right now it's like he wears tall socks. 
because um, that's the thing now. But apparently, if you have a pair of Nikes on, you can't wear Adidas socks and Under Armour shorts. Okay, well, hold on. That's not a thing now. That's a thing for a lot of people for a long time because Tara would not do that. You could not mix and match brands because it's 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 a fashion issue. Now, and I'm like, wear what you want to wear as long as it matches. I don't care. But if you're comfortable, wear it. Fashionably, yeah, I don't care either. Fashionably, though, to some people, though, but boys tend to recognize this less than females do, right? So, but fashionably, wearing Adidas socks with Nike shoes is a clash. Now, on a ball field, I could not get along with that. On a ball field, I, I, I okay, we got it. We got to get all the stuff right. Going out in public, I don't care. I'm not the most fashionable person. I'm just not. Now, my son, he likes to get dressed. He likes to get dressy and put on button downs. And you know, a oh, couple yeah, times I've had I to see. tell him, "Hey, okay, when you do that, though, you don't do this," yeah, and that I keeps see, you looking sharp. Him. There are some He's things that just his hats on. I see him. Yeah, he doesn't do that as often out here because they because like I don't know because of recess or whatever. But he doesn't. He does not wear the boots very often anymore. Um, which is unfortunate because now we're in the South and it's like, Hey, that's kind of a thing, but nobody, nobody else is wearing them. I get that. So, but I do have to tell them, Hey, there, there are some things that help you look nice and fashionably. If you do certain things, you won't look as good as if you do things a different way. So, but I, I agree. Who cares what somebody else is wearing? If they're wearing the Walmart version of shoes, who gives a crap? You know what? Like some of the richest people on earth, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett in particular, I, I, I've i seen stuff where he still drives like a 1987 Buick Oldsmobile or something, right? Like, Yeah, and I think he still lives in his old original mother's house. Or the idea like that. that we spend money on things like clothing to buy name brands keeps us poor. That's a that's a corporate. That's a corporate commercial to get you to buy their stuff. And so many people have bought into it to the point where we shame people for not doing it. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Why would, why should we shame somebody for being smarter with their money than we are? If you think about it that way, hey, are these shoes going to last as long as those shoes? Probably. Do mine say Schmikey instead of Nike? Maybe. But holy cow, you were smarter with your money than I was? So I'm going to shame you? And the, the thing too is that my son goes through shoes like it's no one's business. I'm like, every three or four months, I'm buying this kid's shoes. So does it? do we spoil him every now and then, give him a nice pair of Nikes, say, hey, wear them to church on Sunday? Yeah, we do. But his everyday, I mean, he's going to trash them half the time. He doesn't care. You know, my daughter, on the other hand, she's a little particular. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just insane how... The kids start treating each other when you start noticing little things like that, right? And yeah, I, I noticed it when, when you started playing video games and all that other stuff. And now it's twin, dwindling down in other clothes. But yeah, I, I do notice it. And, but it's like I tell them, hey, are you happy? Do you have a roof over your head? Do you get your three square meals? That's what we got. Yep. You know? Well, you know, and it's funny because, you know, out there, there are a lot of the kids that are doing these things. Yeah, they might have the Nike shoes. And they might play the cool video games, but you know what? Maybe their parents are never home because they're working two jobs to pay for those things. Maybe their parents aren't there to do to go to their baseball game or their basketball game because they're out working a second job because their kid wants, you know, and you know what? Maybe it's not that their kid wants it. Maybe that's what they want to provide. But I learned a while back that I would rather spend my money 
on creating memories that last far longer than the shoes on your feet. Now I'm glad my kids, my kids don't care about the name. They don't, they haven't figured out name brands yet. And I'm happy for that. Like that's that once they figure out name brands, they're going to have to have a talk and say, look, dude, this is going to, it's literally like the same thing. Who cares what the name on it is? It's going to last as long. It looks just as nice, whatever, move on. And we'll have money to do other things. We'll have money to go here and do this and go there and do that. Other than that, you know, you won't, I could buy those, but then we're not going to be able to go to dinner because we have a budget. And part of that budget is me planning for our future so that I can take care of us in the future. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things that at school, he, he's got these kids that do that. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said, my, my thing would be just ask him a question. Why is that show so cool? Why is that? Why is that game? What do you think, what do you think makes that game better? And, and let him talk. Most of the time they want to hear themselves talk. But the one that got me is it was SpongeBob. They were, they were giving him a hard time because he doesn't watch SpongeBob. I'm like, that show's shitty anyways. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like trusting the kid to say that food tastes good, but he thinks soap tastes good. <laughs> or glue. Yeah, you eat glue and you want me to believe that you think that restaurant's better than this restaurant? Like, because that's what yeah, they were told. Oh, you haven't been to this restaurant? Your life must suck. I'm like, dude, do you like the restaurants we go to? Yeah. You get the, do you like the food we go, we make? Yeah. Then who gives a crap where it comes from? Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, you you brought so you got we're not, I, we're completely off topic here, but we are. You brought up a good point. You know, building those memories, right? And I a good example of building those memories is that when we when we started going camping with the group, right? Mm-hmm. And we were we were considering, you know, we didn't have no big giant truck or anything like that, and every time we would go camping, we'd get the comments of like, oh, your trailer's so tiny. I'm like, but I love it. Cause we had a pop-up and you know, there's another couple that we were going had this giant, you know, fifth wheel and the rear kitchen. But I'm like, at the end of the day, my kids aren't going to care of how big the trailer was. They're going to care about the experience. they A hundred percent, a hundred percent, you know, and that's one of the things we ended up with the big truck and the big trailer. Cause we wanted to be able to take people with us because yeah. we had friends yeah. that couldn't. Right. And man, those friends, they came with us a fair amount and stayed with us. And it gave us space that, that we could share and make those memories with our friends around us, too. And mm-hmm. so that's why we got the big truck and the big trailer. But everybody's mm-hmm. supposed to do what they should do for for them. And I like I liked the pop up trailers, the, the trailer you had. I'm like, it's super cool. Is is was it smaller than ours? Well, yeah, it's a pop up trailer, but it allowed you to go and do those things. Where if you had tried to get the big trailer, you couldn't, you couldn't, and you couldn't do it. So, it, I mean, you wouldn't have been doing the same thing. Or if you did, man, how big of a hole would it have put you in? It, absolutely. You don't need to yeah, keep up with absolutely. the Joneses to have a good time. Yeah. And you know what? We, we go back and, you know, we recently got rid of it not too long ago. Um, and we asked our, our kids the other day, it's like, hey, um, how about, how do you guys feel about, you know, going camping again? Like, oh, we loved it. Remember that time we went to the beach and we boogie boarded all day? They never say, hey, our trailer was too small. Yeah. They don't. They were like, remember when we boogie boarded all day? And I think you guys were there. We were on the beach from sun up to literally it was oh. time to go take a shower. Anytime we were at the beach, they, they, they my wife was like, that, that's just her. And my kids love camping. They still talk about camping. And I'm like, okay, maybe we'll look into getting a yurt or something out here because we can't afford a trailer. Nor do I really want one again. I liked it. 
but it it's a lot of work, a lot of maintenance, and it was a lot of money. Now I'm not upset that we spent that money because we did have some good times. We had some real good times camping. I loved it. I I miss it. It was a it was a definite outlet. But over here, I'm like, even if you guys if you guys end up moving out here and we can't do the, the actual camping thing, we might be able to go get a yurt and just stay in a yurt and split the cost of it and everybody pile in and have a good time and have a good weekend and just kind of get away and and do that sort of thing. So hopefully that's the case. And we did kind of we did really we did really change topics. We do that. I think we drift through our episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're, heck no, Biden, they're not your children, sir. Right. <laughs> Leave my children yeah. and my memories and what we're going to grow to ourselves. Now, this this coming, so Savannah's doing dance and she's she thought she was done with it. She's got her, the problem is she hasn't chose something that she does because she likes what it is. She chose dance because she wanted to wear a tutu. So that gets old quickly, right? But then, oh, the recital's coming up. So they got their dresses for the recital. So she wants to keep doing it. But that's going to get old quickly. So I'm like, babe, you got to choose something you want to do. So we're going to, I think where she's going to do, there's a lady that does swim lessons that we took them to last summer. They're going to do swim lessons again, but we're going to see if she can do more um, swim styles, like the racing swim styles, teach her that versus just swim lessons so that maybe she can get onto a competitive team or whatever and swim. And for Xavier, he's doing golf, but he's going to change. And I think I'm going to look and see if there's an MMA class or a boxing class that he can do next season. I don't think he's going to choose baseball. Savannah talked about choosing softball instead of swim. So we'll see how that goes. Because if she chooses softball, I might have to be doing that. Um, versus Xavier choosing baseball. I don't think he will. I think I don't think he wants to really play baseball, which is cool. But I think that if he gets out there and he gets in a boxing class or an MMA class or a jiu-jitsu class, like, we kind of noticed, so Tara what were helped out at Field Day the last Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday. And Field Day's cool. They put a bunch of stuff out there for him. But one of the kids he plays with at school, Tara's like, I'm pretty sure he's on the spectrum. And so he said, Xavier seems to have a soft spot for kids like that. And I'm like, I love that. It's compassion. It's compassion. Yeah. But I'm like, that's, if he's going to. That's, that's just a reflection. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut that's okay. off. That's just a reflection on you guys, man. That's a reflection on you guys and raising them and showing them, hey, it's respect, it's compassion, it's love. So the other thing I want to provide for him in that in that sense, if that's going to be the case, is I want to provide for him because kids pick on those kids. And if he's going to have that compassion for them, I want him to be able to stand up for that too. So I think I want to get him in some kickboxing or some boxing or something to give him that you know what, if you're going to pick on my buddy here who's not like you, and that's fine that he's not like you, if you're going to pick on him, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a seat. I'm going to set you down. You're going to learn a lesson, and I'm going to stand up for my buddy. So I think, I, I think I'm going to look for that and see if I can get him in something. to. to plus, I think it'll give a good confidence boost. I think that, you know, for the most part, if he goes to the right gym and the right has the right trainer, they do talk a lot about, hey, you don't just go beat people up because you know how to do this. That that does that is that is an absolute negative. And you use this for for protecting yourself and protecting your friends and protecting your family, and, and it, it's it's something you hold close to you until you have to use it. So hopefully we can find that, and that's one of the things I'm going to look for. Like I think that'll be one of the things I might actually drive down and say, hey, talk to me. Tell me about tell me about what's the what's what's the purpose of this? I'll tell you what I want from it. You tell me what you think should happen from it, and then we'll find out if you're the right teacher or not. And 
I, I hope that that pans out because I think I'd like for him to be able to have that confidence. It, it, it's funny because my kids, I don't feel like they have the confidence that they should. They're both, they were both good at baseball and softball. They're good at things, but it's like they pull back and I, it's like they're afraid to fail. And I'm like, I don't understand. I've told you multiple times, failure's fine. Try your best. And he seems to be doing okay at golf. We did, the golf thing was cool. We played um, nine holes on a soccer golf course. Oh, nice. And so he, he got to actually try and hit and hit the ball in the hole and realize, oh, this isn't as easy as I thought it was again. So, yeah, fun stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's cool that you're looking at that. Yeah, the, the uh, Cal Baptist uh, summer book came out, and my daughter is going to try a dive camp. Like diving off the diving board? Yeah, like diving. Awesome. Into the pool. Awesome. So she wants to try that. I'm like, ooh, it's like, what, four or five meters up? That's cool. So four or five <laughs> meters, so 20 feet? Yeah, that's, that's tall. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, she wants to try dive camp. And then, of course, my son's going to do baseball again over there. And that program they have there with that uh, coach is pretty solid. Good. Well, don't worry. If you uh, yeah. if you end up out this way and he's playing ball and you got to take a team, I'll help you. Yeah, I, have you. I was going to say, it's going to be wild, but it, anyway, we're completely off topic again. <laughs> I think that's the way most of our shows go. But I do yeah. got to say, though, hey, so everybody listening, we are averaging eight or nine listens an episode, which I think is great because I didn't expect eight or nine people to listen to this show. But here's the thing. I want to ask each and every one of you, try and convince one person to start listening to the show. If you, if Whatever it is that you that you find intriguing about our show Share it with somebody. Let's see if we can double the number of people listening. I think that's a good goal. If we can double the number of downloads in a week, because we average about eight or nine downloads a week. Our last episode, my bad, I dropped a day late. I got caught up on Tuesday. Um, I didn't even get an Instagram post out for it. So this one is episode 15. No, episode 16. 16. 16. Um, Yes, this will be episode 16 when it drops. I will get an Instagram post out for episode 15, and it'll drop on Tuesday, just like you're used to. This episode, episode 16, will drop the following week, which will come with an Instagram post. But share share it. Spread it around. Tell them, tell them hey, City to Country podcast on Instagram and City to Country on TikTok. Come by. Stop in. Say hello. We want to hear from you. We want to continue to provide useful information to you. Hope you like our stories. Hope you like what's going on in our life and the kind of the topics we decide to talk about. And we kind of pick something, hopefully, that's a hot topic for that week and you guys catch it and get it. You know, I, I think this week's episode, hopefully, maybe some people haven't heard about these things with the Government Accountability Office and the, the new Department of Ministry of Truth. Oh, I mean, Disinformation Government Board. Sorry. So, guys, we appreciate you coming by. Victor, it's always fun. I can't wait. I'm, I'm still praying that we get to do it in person every week one day here soon. You and me both. My and, uh, I didn't, I'm, I'm looking. And, I think they put the shingles on your house behind us last week, though. Oh, so I, I think oh, the shingles on it. So you, you better hurry up. Wow. Yeah, it's, so, it's incredible how fast. When it, what, a week ago? Yeah, they're, they're fast. Now they're shingling? They're fast. I think all the ones have shingles on them over here now, and they're, they're getting to put in siding and stuff pretty soon, I think, on them. So It'll be interesting. I'm gonna have to put the the iPad out when they put start putting siding on, so we can watch how they do it. That's cool. All right, Victor, it's been good. We will get to this uh, next episode, and everybody, thank you for coming by. Well, everyone, that was our show. Thank you for listening. 
If you like what we're doing here and enjoyed the show and any of our topics, please follow us on Instagram at city underscore two underscore country underscore podcast or on our site at anchor.fm forward slash from the city to the country. Thank you. Until next time. Bye.